0: Welcome to our podcast. My name is Hoka,
1: and I'm Cynthia and today
0: we are going to talk about
1: it's a biggie again <laughs> it's
0: a biggie I like that. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, a transition to a new reality. We are definitely
1: transitioning into that big transition
0: and uh, as I was thinking about this topic uh, the first thing that came to mind was the new
1: restrictions we're having are very hard. They're extremely hard, both, I think, professionally and personally.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel that we're having, I think some of us are having a more difficult time dealing with them than others. Mm-hmm. In general, it is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just the realization that physical distance doesn't mean
1: social isolation true I mean even though that's hard to wrap your mind around Mm -hmm. and really have to think about that Mm -hmm. um I I think it's it's true um how are ways that your family is dealing with socialization
0: we have you know had lots of backyard fires with friends mm-hmm. at a distance and outside and it's been really nice to
1: just be able to to see face to face. Absolutely. Um, I think we're all in it mm-hmm. so we all under understand it but I remember the first time coming out of uh, isolation and having a um, a backyard connection with some friends and it's funny because my husband has been in his glory with (laughs) self-isolation. He's an introvert. I'm the extrovert. So he was like made for this, but even he was really happy to be able to connect with other people Mm -hmm. and, and safely. I think um, things have changed uh, uh, or our perspective has changed a little bit since then. More, even then we kept our social distance, but there wasn't a lot of conversations about masks where now there's more conversations about masks and perhaps we would do it differently, Mm -hmm. uh, doing backyard connections with, with friends.
0: You know, you mentioned the last episode, you and I went to the protest. Yes. I feel like we needed to talk a little bit about that because, um, I did get, you know, questioned by some friends. Um, how was I very pro quarantine, but there I go to the protest. Right, and uh, I feel that it was as important as COVID, if not more. My kids have been very good about following the guidelines, and we have no problems. Mm-hmm. Very strict with themselves and with parents. Amazing. And when I mentioned that I was going to go to the protest with you, mm-hmm. and we explained. I mean, Michael knew what was going on, but we explained to the others. Nobody objected. (laughs) They were, okay. Um, Michael wanted to come. He had to work. Uh, Grace really wanted to come. Um, And I asked you (laughs) for your advice. Should I bring her?
1: And I'm glad you did. I think that is going to be a pivotal moment in her little life, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And hopefully moves her to... Big ideas yes. and great things and social conscience. So, I'm glad you did, but I'm also glad that you wore your masks, yes, hand sanitizing, and doing all the things mm-hmm. that we need to do to keep ourselves safe.
0: This was my first protest ever.
1: Well, welcome.
0: I really enjoyed it, and I think that I feel really good about. The 15,000 Edmontonians I that know, went?
1: really proud of... Because they all wore a mask. We wore masks and um, made our presence felt. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's important. But I also think it showed us how masking is important because I believe at that time, and I don't want to quote, but there were not any... Uh, COVID, um, mm-hmm. that came out of that protest. And now I sort of feel that we, and and that was because everybody wore masks and we were very conscientious about our, our safety. I sort of feel people are, you know, um, what's the word I heard? Uh, I can't remember what, what it was, but people are kind of having fatigue, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of COVID fatigue. And, now we are maybe not wearing our masks maybe connecting with people without keeping the social distance or without mask on and our numbers are going up mm-hmm. um, which just you know reinforces to me the importance of of yeah um wearing wearing a mask, wearing and a mask. Yes. yeah and and just like i mean we're transitioning transitioning i think uh, sciences as well. Like they weren't ready for COVID. And as new discoveries come out, they are letting us know of, you know, better ways to protect ourselves or yes, this was great. No, that wasn't go this way. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think that's part of, of science, right? And I give kudos to the scientists who are working feverishly yes. and the healthcare professionals working feverishly to keep us safe. Uh, safe,
0: Yeah, and I think that this is where we can be grateful and, and by wearing a mask, honestly, yes. I feel that's important.
1: Absolutely. Um.
0: So when I was thinking about this topic, I was like, this is our new reality. And then I, I was like, wait a minute, we don't know what's gonna be like, we don't know what life's gonna be in a year from now and so maybe this is a transition i thought
1: maybe yep. this is a transition
0: and it is hard and now i'm understanding how three-year-olds feel <laughs> and in struggle with transitions
1: yes it is a big transition um i also f- sort of feel that i don't know looking you know we we never know what's around the corner right mm-hmm. we think that we we do um but I mean, certainly this has been the big Mm kapowee. And yes, things are, you know, we're transitioning into something different. Um, And I'm trying to take the approach of different doesn't mean necessarily, it's not my favorite word to use, but bad, right? I've always sort of said, you know, different scared me Mm -hmm. and now i'm trying to take more of the approach of okay it's different and i and i have to roll with it
0: and Mm -hmm. i need to remember to think that way (laughs) whenever i think that this uncertainty of what's going to happen in the future it's so overwhelming
1: and now we're we're faced with that i'm going to sound like an old lady here. (laughs) Um, You know, when I was growing up, it was the kind of the Cold War um, between the um, United States and Russia. And I remember my parents took me out to protest for peace and we had to stand for peace. And uh, No, it probably isn't the same as COVID, but also as a 12 and 13 year Mm -hmm. old child, the world did seem like a scary place. And perhaps, you know, my, my old lady or my old woman wiseness (laughs) is just saying, you know what, we'll, we'll be okay. We'll, we'll figure it, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And different, I think I don't have little children at home anymore. I think that would be a huge stressor Mm -hmm. Um, being in in a world that's uncertain and having little people at home and feeling um, really worried about that. So I can also reflect on, you know, being now a 50 year old woman who has, you know, gone through transitions in her life and has a child out of the home. Um, I can also you know, I have a little bit of hindsight too, to see, you know what, we'll, 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 we'll be okay. It might be hard and it might be different, but Mm -hmm. we still have to move forward. Mm -hmm. And I also love self-talk. Self-talk, I do it all the time. Um, I know my brain races at night. I go to, I can't sleep at night. My brain's racing. And I have to tell myself, I'm like, can you do anything about this right now? Nope. Mm -hmm. Okay. What, you know, uh, do you need to go back to sleep, Cynthia? Mm -hmm. Do you need to get up and watch TV? But what you're worrying about at this very moment, can you do anything about it? Can you change it? Nope. Then you have to let it go.
0: And I'm learning to do that. Now I cook.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that that, we're in that space in, in time because I think there's a difference between COVID cooking right now where I have time <laughs> yes. to cook and I love it and I can look through recipes and um, we've been eating really well and really healthy to... I'm back to work cooking, which is not my favorite, right? Yes, Where I I'm like, right. I've worked all day, uh-huh. um, you know, three kids in sports and working and uh-huh. yeah, there's, um, but I'm, I'm happy that you have found joy in this space of, a new transition, right? That you have Mm -hmm. found joy in cooking. You've, you've given yourself the opportunity to find that, that joy and that pleasure. I know Hoka, you and I both talked about that word of being productive, Mm -hmm. um, that we, we, I know when, you know, in, in March, I kind of went a little, cuckoo, <laughs> uh, cleaning my house, toothbrush on the baseboards, ha- feeling I had to fill every moment with doing something. I tried to learn to play the ukulele. <laughs> um, and I think Matt made the point to you and a friend had said t- to me that we don't always have to be productive, productive. and uh, if it works for you and you are finding joy and it's helping you cope mm-hmm. in the era of COVID, cooking, doing your plants, I think that's spot on and that's, that's great. Um, others might find working out. Yes. Um, my thing has been after, after, you know, I had to try a few things to get to where I am. I am fortunate that I do have the time and I've been walking. I try to walk Mm -hmm. five to nine kilometers a day, taking that time to be outside. Mm -hmm. Um, But finding that balance between using the word productive, but also doing things that are going to bring us joy or maybe settle us a little bit.
0: Like I mentioned before, uh, things that are positive distractions. Yes.
1: Yes. Right? I like that, positive distractions. Yeah.
0: I, been, I also, all of a sudden I woke up one day, and besides the cooking, I went, I need plants. And I, <laughs> seriously, and I just literally just started to buy plants. I couldn't have preschoolers, so now I got plants <laughs> no, to take care of. <laughs> And maybe it, it, it is different for everybody. And I think the last normal that we were used to before COVID is what we are grieving. And I didn't realize that mm-hmm. until I was writing in my journal. Yeah. I was thinking, I am
1: actually grieving. Yes. It, it's a huge loss that yes. we have all collectively experienced. Mm-hmm. And, uh, grief has, you know, many things, uh, that we ebb and flow through from, like you said, the anger, the despair, Mm -hmm. the, the, I can get through this. And then I know I can't, um, is a, is a loss, right? You know, we always talk about these stages and, um, you know, grief is the ebb and flow that we don't follow. The you know, I I can't remember this. The I have them right here. The stages of grief offhand, but you know, I think sometimes we think that we're gonna do the eight stages and then be done. But I think it is a um, it is a process, right? And we might be at stage one, and we might jump to stage eight, and we might go Mm -hmm. to three and um but i i think you really hit the nail on the head hoka that we all collectively are are grieving our pre-covid lives
0: yes i think we all have the hope Mm -hmm. that whatever that normal looks like but we're all gonna be one day back to feeling comfortable with that norm normality
1: whatever the normality looks like yeah i think we'll, we will get to comfort
0: absolutely so may you feel empowered to find peace by living day by day by hanging on to the ones you love and by focusing and putting your attention into the things that you can control